Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 14th of November. A number of evacuation orders and emergency warnings are this morning in place as Australia's east coast is again smashed by wild weather and torrential rain. The central west of New South Wales and communities along the New South Wales-Victoria border are again some of the worst affected regions. Residents in Canoundra and Albury South have been told to evacuate now, while those in Molong in the central west of New South Wales are being urged to move to higher ground. Residents staying at Moamak Caravan Park have also been advised to leave. Adam Jones from New South Wales SES says the cold front should pass tonight and the rain is set to ease but warns the danger is far from over. Unfortunately, when we look into the following weekend, um, we need to keep our wits about us and be aware that there might be another system coming through, unfortunately. So there'll be a couple of days of respite, though. While in South Australia, thousands of homes are still without power this morning after widespread storm damage and ongoing blackouts. More than 50 schools will also remain closed today. At least 60,000 properties are without electricity, with further problems caused by a damaged tower, which has crippled the main electricity connector with Victoria. Paul Roberts from SA Power Networks has told Channel 9 many properties won't be reconnected until at least tomorrow. It's right across the state. It stretches from the Air Peninsula right to the New South Wales-Victorian border, right to the southeast and up through the mid-north. It's a massive storm event, probably the biggest one we've seen since late 2016. The insurance bill is expected to climb into the hundreds of millions of dollars. Overseas now and there are fears an explosion at Istanbul which killed at least six people and left 53 others injured is a terror attack. It happened just after four in the afternoon local time in a busy shopping precinct. The blast was captured on social media and a warning some may find this audio distressing. The Turkish president has condemned the attack, saying the perpetrators will be punished. Staying overseas, and our Prime Minister has invited the US President Joe Biden to address federal parliament next year when he visits for the Quad Leaders Summit. Anthony Albanese and Joe Biden met yesterday on the sidelines of the East Asia Summit in Cambodia, while the Prime Minister is still holding out to have a meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping. I've said repeatedly about the relationship with China that we should cooperate where we can and that dialogue is always a good thing. Meantime, the federal government is committing $50 million to a new global fund for future pandemic responses. The historic agreement was developed to address gaps in pandemic funding recommended by the World Health Organisation. Australia is one of the founding donors, with the fund already totalling more than $1.4 billion. US dollars. Back home now and a child has died after being hit by a car at Hopper's Crossing in Melbourne's southwest. Paramedics flew the child to hospital with life-threatening injuries, but sadly they could not be saved. The 20-year-old driver of the car stopped at the scene and is assisting police with their ongoing investigations. There are reports another major law firm is investigating compensation for customers in the Medibank cyber attack. Morris Blackburn is looking into a legal claim against the major health insurer for one of the most serious data breaches in Australian history. It comes after the federal government confirmed on Friday that Russian hackers were behind the attack, stealing the information of almost 10 million Medibank customers. 
WA researchers are about to trial a possible breakthrough treatment for children with cancer. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has the details from Perth. That's right, Tash. A world-first clinical trial will begin in Perth for the treatment of one of the most common childhood cancers, sarcoma. One in three kids with the bone and soft tissue cancer sadly die from the disease, but there is hope with a new gel treatment. The University of WA, alongside the Telethon Kids Institute, have developed a gel that destroys remaining cancer cells once a tumour is removed. They've had positive lab results and will now begin trials on dogs who suffer from the same cancer. If successful, the treatment will mean kids are exposed to fewer toxic treatments like chemotherapy. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. We love to start with some good news on a Monday and another great day for stocks is predicted as the Aussie dollar spikes to 67 US cents. Yeah, in fact, the dollar is up 8% in a month and our stock market has risen 11% in six weeks and these are all very big rises. Why the flip around in sentiment to the positive? Thanks signs that US inflation is falling and interest rates there are close to topping out. Our share market is tipped to open up 42 points higher today. And Peter, the stocks are also being helped out by good news out of China. You mentioned earlier inflation seems to be getting under control in the US, so surely that's good news for us with inflation and also interest rates. Yeah, well, China's zero COVID policy has put a break on world economic growth. And Australia, as a big exporter to the world, needs a fast-growing China, not held back by lockdowns. And so the stock market has also been helped by news that China's local governments no longer have to track secondary close contacts and international arrivals in China will be reduced to five days quarantine from seven. When China gets back to normal, higher costs because of lockdowns powering inflation will fall and that could slow down the RBA's need to raise interest rates. And Peter, the fallout continues over that massive cyber attack at Medibank, but its directors and executives won't face a pay cut for the ongoing situation. Why is that? Well, the SMH says key investors are warning Medibank privacy executives and the board they will be held accountable for the catastrophic cyber attack which exposed 9.7 million customers' personal details. But the private health insurer's top managers won't face a pay cut at this year's annual meeting. That said, directors and executives could eventually be sacked and past bonuses could be clawed back. Interesting to see how it plays out. Peter, happy Monday. Thank you. Yeah, same to you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett England are the champions of the cricketing world this morning beating Pakistan in the T20 final. Yes, good morning, absolutely. They are the kings of the white ball format. They've added the T20 crown to the one-day World Cup and Ben Stokes is one of the heroes this morning, inspiring them to victory over Pakistan at the MCG last night. There was uh, rain predicted, heavy rain, potential thunderstorms. Thankfully, they held off. Ball really dominated the bat, especially early. Pakistan held to just 137. Uh, The run chase got off to a, a bit of a patchy start for England before Stokes saved the day. He's unbeaten. 52 guiding them to glory and it is redemption for the all-rounder after a poor final at the 2016 tournament. You know the best teams learn from their mistakes, they take it on the chin but they never let it affect them and they just let it go, move on to the next challenge and I feel as if we've lived up to all the challenges that we've had thrown at us throughout the tournament. Now Stokes didn't claim out of the match honours, that went to left arm seamer Sam Curran, he claimed
acclaimed player of the final honours with a stunning three for 12 and told Fox Sports all his planning paid off. Yeah, they obviously had big square boundaries, so I knew my into the wicket type bowling would work, try and make them hit square of the wicket. We felt the wicket wasn't as good as we thought it would be. So not the result we're after from an Australian perspective or having India in the final, but a good victory for England nonetheless last night. Yeah, absolutely. A big blow for the big bash with the star attraction suffering a freak injury, Brett. Yeah, the big show is out. That's Glenn Maxwell, set to miss up to three months after breaking his leg in a freak accident. The Aussie All-Rounder underwent surgery last night. Uh, Some reports it was suffered at a friend's 50th birthday when tripping on a tennis court. Uh, Brad Haddon, the former Aussie vice-captain, telling listeners Willow Talk podcast that is uh, massive for the Big Bash to not have Maxwell there, especially for the first uh, couple of months. That's shattering. Not, not only for, uh, obviously, uh, Maxie and our thoughts go out to him and his family for a quick recovery, but also for the Big Bash, Howie. We need guys like Glenn yeah. Maxwell. That Their box office... Sounds nasty, and as uh, Brad Haddon said there, hopefully a speedy recovery for Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, absolutely. We wish him all the best. And friendships will certainly be put aside, Brett, as the Kangaroos prepare to face Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup final. Yeah, especially for Jerome Luai. He is the star of the Samoan side. They had that stunning upset over England in the World Cup semi-finals over the weekend. So Samoa to face the Kangaroos. Obviously, they are the big underdogs. And one key man they'll have to stop is Luai's Panthers teammate, Nathan Cleary. And Luai says he'll have no problem putting their friendship aside. It's going to be a great battle against one of my boys. But out there, there's no friends on the field. There's only brothers and enemies. And just wrapping up with an update out of the Brazilian Formula One Grand Prix. Unfortunately, Daniel Ricciardo, who was hoping to claim some points this weekend. That was over in the opening lap after a crash with Kevin Magnussen and the commentators this morning, Tash, are blaming the Aussie for that uh, that accident on the first lap. Can't blame the Aussies. No, you can't. Yeah. We're never wrong. Good chat. Thanks so much, Brett. <laughs> Thanks, Tash. Finally, Australia has experienced a small baby bump after seeing record low birth rates during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. New data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics shows the national fertility rate is now at 1.7 babies per woman in 2021, up from 1.59 in 2020. Peru in southwest Queensland recorded Australia's highest birth rate. Population experts saying the increase is associated with COVID and more people working from home and spending more time with their partners. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.